6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. But right now, wanted to dive into this because I suspect that a lot of you, especially maybe with this winter, this weather, are starting to think about traveling. Maybe you already have started traveling. Maybe you've, you're planning on it. Maybe you've booked something. But what do you need to know right now from booking with Flair Airlines and concerns it could be grounded over foreign control concerns to reports today that experts are predicting a summer of travel chaos? And I think a lot of folks are wondering when, you know, some of the big airports, for example, you know, Edmonton International, will be up full running with a full slate of uh, of roots a lot of questions to be asked and want to ask them to brett bala who is the publisher of western aviation news brett welcome back to the show how you doing thank you pleasure all right so uh let's let's kick this off uh, right off the uh, top there was an article today describing what um you know some experts believe could be a summer of chaos when it comes to airline travel do you believe that that is an appropriate description or is that um overestimating how bad the situation could be. I think chaos might be going a bit too far. I think if you're planning to travel this summer, the one thing you're going to, you, you will have to have patience. Mm. I think above all else, you'll have to have patience as a traveler because it, it, here, there's a few things going on. One is airlines are just getting started up again after really going through some horrible doldrums. Secondly, traditionally airlines haven't paid a ton they, they've sold their employees on the lifestyle and not mm-hmm. on the salary so much you know travel the world as opposed to getting rich and famous well the problem is that that isn't necessarily drawing the same number of people that it used to so they're having a hard time finding employees to come staff all those jobs that need to be done when you travel um and then third is well what we're seeing with Sunwing right now, for example, mm. the computer systems, you know, all the yeah. systems that have to keep pace and uh, perhaps, you know, not be attacked by uh, malware or viruses and whatnot. That all has to work as well. So those three things mean that if you are going to travel this summer, give yourself a lot of extra time and be patient. It's not like it's going to be before it was the pandemic, I don't believe. And Brett, when we when you talk about how the uh, the airlines are ramping back up and you take a look at airports as well, I saw a Twitter thread the other day. Someone saying, hey, you know what, when, when are we going to get, you know, just full-on, more full-on direct flights, for example, out of Edmonton International? Now, don't get me wrong, they've come a long way than from, from just, you know, last year. But some people are wondering, okay, why are we still having to take what my dad would call the military? run you know i have to make mm-hmm. two stops to get somewhere why can't i just fly there directly or maybe only one stop now i think we would like to believe you know they could click their heels together wiggle their nose and you know back up and running and have the planes and have the staff that's not the case how challenging is it right now to get things up and running the, the real problem is, especially for the legacy airlines like an Air Canada or, uh, you know, the large airlines, the big problem for them is the business travelers aren't flying as much as they used to. Mm. Um, they're doing Zoom meetings and they're doing uh, virtual conferences and things like that. And so the front of the aircraft isn't necessarily being filled. And that's where airlines really make their money, in the business class and in the first class. And if those seats aren't being filled, they're not going to be as quick to reintroduce the nonstop services. 
And so that means that, yes, if you want to go somewhere, you're going to have to stop mm-hmm. in Toronto. You're going to have to stop in, you name it, Calgary probably, to get there because the airlines can't afford to offer that nonstop service without that real revenue in the front of the plane. Huh, interesting stuff. Okay, so again, this goes back to a lot of patience when it comes to traveling, I think, this mm-hmm. summer. Um, what, what's going on with Flair Airlines? Well, Flair Airlines, this is an interesting story. This is, of course, an Edmonton-based carrier. Uh, they're an ultra-low-cost carrier, and the there's a challenge now around who is actually controlling the airline. So the airline is in a massive expansion mode right now. They have an ambition to get up to 50 aircraft within a couple of years. Uh, they're all Boeing 737 MAX, brand-new aircraft, and they're trying a bunch of new things, like new routes from, say, Edmonton to Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's one of those routes that no one would ever have thought of, but Flair's trying it. Um, and so they're offering this service and now the canadian transportation agency which is the national airline regulator the the group that really looks at who's running the airlines and what are they doing they are raising doubts about whether flair is actually in fact controlled by canadians and this is a problem because in the law airlines have to be owned by canadians up to 51 percent owned by canadians and also slightly poorly defined but they have to be controlled in fact in Canada. And that means who's calling the shots? Is it Canadians in Canada for Canadians calling the shots or is it um, perhaps a company that has some influence through the back door, through some ownership doors? And that's the problem with going on with Flair right now. They have a company called 777 Partners, which is leasing them all of their Max 737 aircraft. And 777 owns about 25%, just under 25% of Flair. So they're flying on that front, on the ownership front. But their 777 is based down in the States. And the question is, is 777 actually exercising control of Flair and its decision-making process? And if they are, if an American company is actually uh, controlling Flair through the back door, so to speak, then Flair could lose its license to fly in Canada, which would be, you know, a real a real blow for the airline. Boy, oh boy. Okay, so some uncertainty around uh, around that airline right now. And of course, I think that there's confusion anywhere right now. We're seeing a lot of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of uh, stories about people, you know, maybe booking a flight, getting somewhere, and, and my goodness, then they can't get back because uh, uh, their flight has been canceled, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, traveling right now isn't as uh, reliable as it used to be. It used to be a very sure thing. You knew that you were going to get somewhere and you knew you'd get back and you knew you'd get there within, you know, a few minutes, if not an hour of the scheduled time. Now, as you say, uh, we're almost in a bit of a Wild West situation. Not, I, I shouldn't say on the safety front. The airlines are still very safe. Uh-huh to fly on but uh yes they're having to cancel flights more uh it's not at all certain that they'll fill their planes and therefore fly profitably it's not at all certain that the crews will be there because maybe the crews are going to get sick uh-huh. the same pandemic that's affecting every other business is affecting the airlines and making things very uncertain which is an unusual situation for us in canada um we we've had a relative period of certainty for quite some time but now we're into a period of uncertainty where you have smaller airlines like Flair, like Lynx Air out of Calgary, trying to make inroads on the legacy carriers. Um, and so the good news is they're bringing more competition and cheaper fares. 
The bad news is their fleets are smaller, their staffs are smaller, so they can't substitute aircraft and pilots and flight mm. attendants as quickly. So you may end up stranded for a day or two or, you know, or not be able to get through to the call center to make a change. Uh, th- their systems aren't as refined as the ones that have evolved over decades. Well, you know what, you mentioned about being patient uh, earlier this year uh, or, you know, earlier in the conversation when you're going into travel this summer. I've always said pack your patience, but I also think it's really important that people are prepared. They, they know back, they might have a backup plan. They, they plan as far out as possible and know your rights. Know, know what is uh, provided to you under all sorts of different um, airlines and, and the carriers. I mean, that's important. We tend to ignore that stuff, Brett. I have always ignored it. I'm guilty of that all the time. But you're absolutely right. Uh, every airline on its website has to have its conditions of carriage. That's the contract mm-hmm. that you buy when you pay for a flight for a ticket. And uh, in those conditions, it lays out what kind of uh, rights you have if your flight is cancelled or if you're delayed. Uh, for example, the Canadian law requires them to requires airlines to offer a certain amount of compensation if you're delayed for uh, three hours or more, or you know up to certain specific limits. So yeah, you actually have to read that stuff. It's when I say it's more wild west, it's because it's a bit of buyer beware. Like if you have to be somewhere on a given date at a certain time. <laughs> You really want to choose your options carefully. Absolutely. Brett, we're going to have to leave it there this afternoon. Always enjoy our conversations. Thanks for making time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Brett Ball is the publisher of Western Aviation News. You can check out Brett's website at Western Aviation News for the latest information.